Um, all right, everybody, welcome into the podcast. Uh, we're Matt and Bob. We're here to pod. We're going to be talking about some movies that you might want to give it a Give it a stream. stream. Sign my stream. Sign my stream. Brian Cranston. Yeah, Bob, hey, uh, not to diverge right off the bat, but you had a second shot at Brian Cranston signing your piss stream. Correct. Which you've always wanted to do. Correct. Let's set the scene here. And go completely off the rails instantly. But when I met Brian Cranston in New York, I staged door I'd just seen him in the play Network. And I had to pee so bad because I was drinking wine during the performance. And uh, a picture was sent to you. You were in L.A. at the time. And you just said, hey, have him sign your piss stream. <laughs> just have him. So that's always Well, because been. you did... You didn't have a you didn't have a pen on hand. He's like, "Hey, do you got a pen?" And you're like, "No." <laughs> you waited an hour to get his autograph. You didn't have a pen. <laughs> so anyway, I met Brian Cranston the first time in New York. Told him how much I loved his book, loved his work. Uh, he was actually signing. He has a new mezcal out right now. All the all the famous celebs Every, they've got their own got spirits, liquor, yeah. right? So it's Dos Hombres mezcal. But a friend of mine said, "Hey, he's signing." His mezcal, him and Aaron Paul are signing his the mezcal across the street from your apartment in this little shitty liquor store. And so I said, Wait, no. that was in Chicago? Yeah. That was in Montana. No, it was in oh. Chicago. And so I just ran home real quick and sure as shit. And I wanted to I, I wanted to meet Brian Cranston with Aaron Paul, obviously my favorite show of all time, Breaking Bad. So I uh, told a little joke, got a couple pictures of uh, the laughing at my joke, and I forgot to get him to sign my stream. Can we hear this joke? No, we can't. It's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> funny enough for Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul. All right, well, let's get to some stuff that maybe is funny. So so the, the new movie's out, Spiderhead and Hustle. Hustle is uh, Adam Sandler. Very well-received, well-reviewed. I, I think it was it jumped to number one on the Netflix thing right away. Uh, I've already seen it's Sandler's best performance. This is better than Uncut Gems. Uncut Gems. Uh, Uncut Jams. Um, and I was like, oh, shit. All right. Well, I, I always enjoy a Sandler drama. I, I, I don't think... I can't remember the last time I saw him in a comedy. Punch Drunk uh, Love was, was a nice little drama. Men, Women, uh, and Children was a nice little drama. He was in a few things. Spanglish. Well, yeah, but then it, like even Big Daddy, where it's like a comedy, but there's enough of the acting dramatic chops where yeah. that's that's what makes those movies really good. And then he just does the like seven movies for Netflix that are dog shit. You know the, the what was it the not the hateful eight ridiculous um, six yeah ridiculous six um all, all the nine we, the, yeah all, all the vehicles Huey Halloween that, you know, David Spade <laughs> <laughs> just just terrible awful unfunny um, remember we interviewed that uh, what's his name who basically said Adam Adam Sandler sunk Sony Pictures oh yeah Ben uh, Fritz Ben yeah. Fritz so. uh huh. Alongside uh, their devotion to big Will Smith vehicles, it's the reliance on Adam Sandler. But I, me, and you loved Uncut Gems, Uncut Gems, um, by the the Safdie brothers. And uh, what? Uh, let's just let's go hustle first. I mean, what what did you think? Yeah, it's. I thought it was a nice movie, and there was a few nits that I guess we can pick later. But let's start with the things that I really liked about it. It, it was a combination of a, a few different movies that I have a deep affection for. So it felt a little Jerry Maguire 
to yeah. start with the whole agent element and, you know, kind of quitting a team or quitting an opportunity to take on one particular kind of Down problem. One client. One client. You, you're betting your whole horse on this guy. He's a long shot. It's problematic. He's he. he the, the, the two different athletes, uh, the Cuba Gooding character versus this guy, they, they had different things going on in their life, but they were still both hard to handle in, in their own ways. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of the movie Chef with okay with john favreau with like his daughter yeah. and the social media element of it where it's like hey i'm gonna help you when in the movie chef his kid helps him like find a food truck presence uh through social media she helps him kind of with her skills with the social media so it reminded me a little of that i was reminded of your favorite movie the blind side uh definitely not my favorite movie but uh <laughs> oscar-winning actress why are people Definitely. freaking out about this? This sucks. Um, but I, I, I thought in, in general, um, there's something about, well, first of all, me and you really gushed over, and this was pre-slap, but we really enjoyed kind of the 90s sports movie feel of the uh, King Richard movie. And yeah. how we were like, okay, cool. This is kind of a vintage, old school, like throwback uh, sports movie. Remember how sports movies used to be cool? Yeah. yeah. And this this is is a little bit cut from that cloth. And as I'm watching it, I, I thought the basketball films were were shot. The basketball scenes were shot really well. Like I thought they were really engaging. Sometimes sports movies, yeah. you can it just becomes <laughs> white noise that the the scenes. But I thought I thought all of these actually were were worked really well with the beats of the movie. And I, yeah, they worked well as like action sequences. Yeah, like they were shot really well, and it, it made it it made the sport seem more exciting than what I personally uh, get out of it. Like I'm not an NBA guy; I don't really watch much basketball, but I thought those scenes were exciting. I agree, and there's also something just about basketball. Like I think a lot of the greatest sports movies are set in basketball, and and I was as I was watching it, I was like, okay, you've got like Hoosiers, obviously that's like the crown jewel, but there's there's a lot of other sports movies just along the way that are are set obviously around that particular sport, and I think it's because there's there's less players, like it's you can get more of an isolated. Uh, performance-based uh, characters, but also there it's still a team element. Like, I think they're not in helmets, so that helps. Like, you can get a lot more acting done outside of a helmet, things like that. Right. So I think it lends, the sport lends itself to to filmmaking and, and to drama. And there was a ton of actual players in there playing themselves. And they but also ones really... not playing themselves, which was a little odd, but... yeah. Yeah, yeah, B- B- Bogan Bogdanovich, whatever, just playing big Boban. Serb. Yeah, big Serb. Well, even <laughs> just uh, there was a there was a few Michigan elements there because uh, the Haas character was uh, uh, Wagner from the University of Michigan, so he was. He oh, was, I didn't yeah. know that he had gone there. Yeah, and but so, it, it made it made it really clear that it's fucking hard to do that. Yeah. It's really hard to get into the NBA, and you could be an amazing street basketball player, and they even you know they incorporate a lot of those kind of famous people as well. But like, it's it's really hard to get into that club. It's super elite, and then when you're going up against these guys, it's you know because you're one on one a lot of the times on the floor, and it it is it is kind of like a, a good versus bad guy kind of isolated moment, like at the top of the paint or whatever it is, you know, and. Um, I mean, I think basketball lends itself to great drama. We're like, what's better than like a 13 seed Davidson, for example, yeah. like uh, uh, draining a three to win at the buzzer against like a top seeded Kentucky, whatever. I mean, that that's that's 
one of the greatest moments in sports is like that that draining a three to win at the buzzer. Um, it is a sport that lends itself to the truest underdog moments where you can get a butler that can yeah. make a run and have a game-winning shot against a Duke, you know what I mean? Or even just the school Duke just having to... <laughs> it's just, you know, you can be kind or of... like a, an actual butler beating an actual Duke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's just Downton Abbey. Story. <laughs> that's just the crown. That's a, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> God, I gotta see that. A butler versus a Duke. <laughs> 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 yeah, but Downton Abbey, the the basketball diaries. Yeah, um, uh, it's a really nice movie. Adam Sandler is obviously great. I want to pump the brakes a little bit. People saying it's his best performance. No, it's not. Uncut Gems is way more interesting. Yes, yeah, you, you. I mean, I have no idea who directed this movie. It could be anybody. Uh, Uncut Gems is a Safdie Brothers vehicle that is cool and way more visceral and exciting. This doesn't really pull off any fancy moves. It's a little cookie cutter and by the numbers but it's rewarding and satisfying yeah i think so this movie at first i thought in the first 15 minutes i was like i know this exact movie like i know exactly Mm -hmm. what's gonna happen and you know me i'm a guesser and it did take a few twists let me guess the guy's gonna make it yeah well it's just you know okay there's gonna be some adversity but like i think there, there was always some surprising elements that happened where it didn't go exactly to the beats I thought it was going to go. They, it took a few detours, like especially when he when he gets that redemption game against Kermit Wallace or whatever the guy's name is. And you're like, OK, he's going to ball out like he's going to end up like the, the final scene is him getting drafted. And, you know, that's going to be that. And it's like, no, he like melts down again. Like the guy gets the best of him. He starts clowning him in yeah. front of his daughter and he, he blows it up again. And then. You know, we've got a, we've got a, I think there, but that also lends itself to some of the more unbelievable elements to this, to where like the last second, uh, gym call that he gets to, to show up at the, the high school in New York. I was right. like, okay, I, I don't buy this. To as, ball out with Trey. Trey Young and some of these yeah, guys. Yeah. I was like, ah, uh. there was also the part I thought was most unbelievable was the turn where he goes viral for this dunk challenge or the like the the bow challenge or whatever i was like that seemed very convenient it seemed very quickly paced just to get him into i wish they would have come up with a better more realistic way to get him to the combine than this like viral element i thought that was stupid i don't don't know in today's society that did feel kind of real to me where it's like if, if the doors are shut to you because like you're this kid nobody knows just go viral, and then people have to take notice, which is what happens now. I don't know if that happens with sports so much. I mean, the only thing I can think of is, like, a guy doing a bunch of trick shots, uh, field goals, and then the Lions signing him to a training camp, uh, and he doesn't really yeah, make Yeah, he doesn't team. make the but, team. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just... It seemed, I guess, I guess the way in which it was done, like, I don't, I don't think going viral is, is unbelievable. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the way in which it's, like very uh it's very mindful the way they try to create a movement and it's just very convenient to the storytelling the way it unfolds it's it felt artificial to me yeah um i was kind of impressed by the acting of the basketball players to be honest this uh i'm gonna uh hergen god hernan gomez nailed it the the, the star (laughs) he's like this this just journeyman guy he's been on four teams he was great i had to look him up I didn't know anything about him. Um, and then, like, the basketball guys, like, uh, his, his rival, right, the the, the guy who's going to go number two overall, and they never – they mention who's going to go number one, but they never feature him. Yeah. It's <laughs> Is that – I didn't 
I don't know enough about the draft history to know if like if that's real or is was that guy actually drafted number two and he agreed to be in the movie? So I I, I thought he was good either way. I don't know who he is or or yeah, Anthony Edwards is the is the he's an actual player in the in the NBA. There was a lot of there was a lot of people like Kenny Smith uh, is playing the Leon the um the the agent the friend he's a longtime mm-hmm. personality obviously Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley there, there's not a lot of great acting from all the NBA players they use them very minimally ask them to do very a lot little. of people signed up though you yeah know, a lot of people were like in, like in to do it yeah but um, I thought Anthony Edwards as the jerky basketball player I thought he was actually pretty strong I think I, I thought it was pretty convincing yeah no I agree uh, as like this like um. I've already made it, but I haven't been drafted yet. And it's just, it's, it, it kind of gave a pretty convincing window into what that whole process is like. And the G league and the, you know, the, the camaraderie amongst mm-hmm. like once you're in the club and even if you're, you're ordained to be the top overall pick, you have the swagger about you. And I, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I feel like those kids coming out of college are maybe a bit more humble. I would, ah. but I, I there's definitely a lot of ego that's going around on those courts. I'm sure, and a, a lot more shit talking than we're privy to from the the broadcasts uh, of the the game. Right? Uh, we are yeah. we are also burying the lead because there is an actor who is in the analysis hall of fame that's in this movie that we are not celebrating enough. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't insane enough for me. Yeah, he uh, had, yeah <laughs> he wasn't lighting anything on fire. He wasn't eating raw meat or, or uh, yes. getting in a sniper shootouts, um, but <laughs> yeah, just, just still out uh, there stirring up shit, man. He's still out there stirring the pot. Yeah, just stirring the pot. Quintessential re- <laughs> insane man, Ben Foster. Just what a analysis hilarious little pigeonhole. Yeah, the analysis hall of fame. Uh, I was actually just about to mention that. I, I mean, I, I love the bald head weird look for i mean i don't know if that's characters based off anything he just wanted to go for it yeah i loved it the little with the little hat yeah I, yeah so anyway i want to want to give a, a shout out to our boy uh, come on the podcast anytime you'd like there is always an, uh, an open microphone and seat for you <laughs> ben foster but i think sandler loves basketball and he yeah. has that speech where he's he's pumping up bow cruise the cruise missile and he's like, hey, like, do you have passion for this sport? Like, I need to hear it. Like, I need to know if I'm going to invest in you here that you love this sport. And I think clearly Sandler loves it because he's this. Yeah. He's done basketball movies before. Like, there's basketball scenes in the Grown Ups movies. There's this. He 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 played uncut jams. You know, he's like he's always like kind of around basketball. You see him with the the baggy shorts in his life. He's always balling. Like, it's it's pretty yeah. widely known in Hollywood that like Adam Sandler can actually uh play play some good ball so it was cool to see him do it guy's a multi-millionaire virgin on billionaire and just he he dresses like i don't know he just got fired from burger king uh just the, the yeah the baggy the baggy look just always like eating fast food and just uh, but but this is kind of it's so it's 92 percent rotten tomatoes 93 percent audience score which is kind of a rare feat to get both up in the 90s uh, i think just people People take to sports movies, yeah. man. I, I I think if you give them a half decent movie uh, about sports, uh, people people uh, get hard for it. I mean, this is a perfect quote. Adam Sandler's Everyman Charm makes this easy layup fun to watch. I mean, that that's there all you, you need to know. That's fun good. to watch, that's easy layup. Puns. I, one thing I'll say: if you like basketball movies, if you like drama around a basketball movie, uh, Ben Affleck in The Way Back 
is a, a little bit better than this one. So if you liked this one, it, not a lot of people were celebrating or saw the Ben Affleck way back movie. I would point you to that as well. It, it, it's not I as predictable. That one. I really liked it a lot. So I would suggest go check that one. It's it's high school basketball, which is actually yeah. a little more compelling sometimes. But uh, well, yeah, it yeah, uh, Hoosiers, right? Yeah, yeah, it does not follow the typical beats of the sport movie. To 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 this one somewhat did. So I would say that. Yeah, so uh, Way Back and Hustle. Give it a stream. Give it a stream. Sign my stream. <laughs>